You're listening to the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast, where ambitious people master the art of returning to their roots. Have you found yourself disenchanted with society or wishing you could opt out of the rat race? Perhaps you're craving a life that's meaningful and tangible, a life where you can create and produce instead of merely consume. I'm Jill Winger, best-selling author and longtime homesteader. Over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of families create more connection, grow amazing organic food, and find the ultimate fulfillment through an old-fashioned lifestyle. And I can do the same for you. Now, on to our episode. Well, we made it. It is the final episode of this season. It went way faster than I thought it would. And honestly, I have enjoyed this season a lot more than I thought I would. You know, I haven't shared a lot of these aspects of my story previously, not necessarily because I was ashamed of them or anything, but just because I kind of thought no one would be interested. But as I've gone through and just reflected on my past and my journey of how I got to where I am today, it's been really cathartic to share that and to put it out there. And also just to hear your guys' responses and your feedback, hearing how you can see yourself in parts of my story. And also, turns out, there's a whole lot of formerly shy homeschool girls out there who were just like me. So it's been really fun to realize, definitely not alone in that regard. But we have gone on this journey through the past, and now we are back up to the present. And in this episode, I wanted to spend a little time casting a vision of where we're headed next. You know, people ask us this a lot because I think from outward appearances, we have kind of already hit the targets. We've already arrived, maybe from what some people perceive. You know, we're debt-free. We have businesses that are doing well. We're a full-time family, you know, nobody has to work outside of the home for someone else. We get to set our own hours and run our own vacation schedule, and we're able to build things and invest, and life is good. It really is, but I still have things I'm working towards, and honestly, I don't consider myself having arrived, not even a little bit, and honestly, I don't really want to arrive whatever that even means. Because here's one thing I have learned. Not only in my own life as I have started to, you know, cross things off of my dream list or my vision board, but also just from watching other entrepreneurs over the years. This is this was very surprising to me the first time I realized it. And this might be surprising to you as well. But success is seductive. And success in in a myriad of different forms once we achieve something or reach a certain goal post, there's this very real inclination sometimes that we quit striving and we quit trying. And we often can get a little bit lulled to sleep. And I think it's fascinating how, you know, even when we have been in periods of our life where we have pushed ourselves out of our comfort zone and we have done big things and gotten uncomfortable and achieved whatever, you know, accomplishment we were striving for, we can create new comfort zones. It's kind of bizarre and fascinating and frustrating all at the same time. And that's something that I have noticed in my own life, you know, as we achieve different 
targets that we were striving for, it feels amazing and we celebrate and it's fantastic. And then it's really easy to find a new rut. It's a different rut than the one I started with, but it is still a rut. And it's easy to kind of rest on your laurels a little bit. And I started to identify this tendency as I watched other people struggle with it and watched it manifest in my own life. And I have been very intentional since I discovered this is a tendency that I don't want to end up being lulled to sleep by success. And I don't want to quit growing and expanding. And so when people ask us, you know, okay, guys, when are you just going to be done? When are you going to just chill? When are you going to stop reaching for crazy things or crazy projects or building the homestead out? Like, is it, isn't it just enough? And my response is, we'll never be done. Really, till the day we're dead, we don't plan to be done. I don't see a, a finish line out there. I don't want there to be a finish line because growth is crucial to me. And it's not about, this is really important. It's not about being, having a lack of contentment. Um, I, Christian and I are extremely content. We're extremely grateful for what we have. We're not trying to prove anything to anyone or, and it's not about a certain amount of, you know, financial success or a certain list of possessions that has nothing to do with it. But I always want to continue to grow because I always want to become a better version of myself. And for me personally, and I think for a lot of you as well, when I push myself to, you know, launch a different uh, course or write a new ebook or build something new on the homestead or start a crazy new project, all of those things help me become that better version. And it's me pushing myself and me continuing to be uncomfortable. And that's where I'm the happiest. And there's stress and there's struggle and there's fear that comes with that. But you can't have, I don't think, a fully satisfying life without that contrast of the struggle. I mean, think about the movies we love or the books we love. Every movie that is popular, really any movie period, there's always a struggle, right? That's why we love these stories because it's the overcoming. And I think if we're so obsessed with constantly smooth sailing, it's, it's boring and we lose ourselves a little bit. We become disenchanted and we lack that purpose. So that's a very long way to say, I'm, I never want to stop. I always want to continue to get better. I believe humans are wired for expansion and I want to continue to grow. And it has nothing to do with not being content or not being, um, you know, satisfied with what I already have. So grateful, just so grateful for what we have, but I'm going to continue to sharpen myself and hunt that growth. And that can mean a lot of different things for me. I have that manifesting in multiple ways, but I wanted to share a few of the ways that we have kind of slated for the next year or two, just for fun, just to kind of give you an idea of where we're headed. And maybe some of these will inspire you as well. So the first thing that this has been on Christian and I's hearts for the last year or two, I would say, and this is kind of interesting because it was not something we thought about hardly at all prior to this, but we feel very, very strongly that we are being called to invest in our local community more. Specifically, there's a small town 
near us. There's a number of towns near us, but the one closest to us, because we're kind of out in the middle of nowhere, is very, very tiny. And you've heard me probably reference it in previous episodes. Um, it was a thriving town 100 years ago, and it has decreased very drastically since then. There is no grocery store. There are no stoplights. We have a gas station, but a number of years ago it burned down and then we didn't have any gas stations for like four years and it's been recently rebuilt, but it's just, the town is always, not always, but it it struggles a little bit, right? But I love this little town and it has so much potential. And for so long, well, not so long, I'd say the last two years, maybe every time I drive through it, I would just feel this thing in my gut. I just feel this like energy. And I listen to that. I've learned to listen to that more and more over the years. I'm like, what does this mean? What am I supposed to be doing here? And so we followed that gut feeling and it's led us to some ideas. And some of them I'm not ready to share publicly quite yet because they're still in the works. When the time comes, I'm going to be really excited to, to share what it is, but just going to have to wait. But um, one of the things we've done is to buy a fixer upper house in this town. It was quite cheap. It was needing some major repairs and... In May of 2020, Christian and I (laughs) drove by, saw it was for sale, scheduled a chance to look at it and just decided to to get it Um, and either turn it into a rental or to flip it and sell it. So we've been working on that and it's been awesome. And well, the project has been, had some definite ups and downs. We found some lovely surprises and things that needed some serious work. Thankfully, that's in Christian's wheelhouse. So that wasn't a big deal. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. And I don't know, like the more we work on it, it's just lighting me up. And I walked through it with Christian the other day. We have um, some guys we've hired to work on it with us. So we're not there every day doing it ourselves. But I hadn't seen it in a while. And I walked through it with Christian. And it's just the coolest feeling ever to take this house. It has not been lived in for nine years prior to us buying it. And it was overgrown. And it's got really good bones, though. And when we walked in it the first time, you know, there's green carpet and just layers upon layers of different paneling and wall coverings. It was very disjointed and just overwhelming. It's been stripped down and now we're putting it back together and it's clean and it's crisp and it's fresh and it's going to make an awesome place for someone to live. And I love that feeling. And I think it's just confirmation that we're on the right path with that. So we're working on that house, thinking of other things to do in regards to this little community, but that's a big focus for us moving forward, which is a little different because, you know, previously I was really focused on computer stuff and my computer businesses and my online world. And I'm still very much invested in that, but it's really fun to broach this local scene a little bit more. Um, and I also really believe business has the opportunity to do so much good. And that's, you know, I think we all have different callings, and all, and all have different ways we can show up to serve. Um, and one of the big ones that I've been shown time and time again for me is, you know, how can I bring, sorry, Kurt. But one of the big ones that I'm really contemplating right now is how can we bring economy and business and jobs and opportunity to this little community that doesn't have a lot. There's not a lot of places to work there um, because, there's really something about a business that's there to help sustain a community. And it reminds me of a quote um, 
It's a podcast I listen to quite a bit by Ryan Moran. It's called, I think the name of the podcast is capitalism.com. It's a really good podcast if you're a business person. But he said something on one of his episodes and I stopped it immediately and wrote it down because it really struck me. And he said, the purpose of money is to fund and sustain service to others. And I wholeheartedly stand behind that. Money is not evil. Contrary to what many of us were taught, it is simply a tool. And a money is a magnifier. And it will magnify, if you have previous bad intentions, it will magnify those existing bad intentions. And if you have good intentions, it serves to magnify those. And so it's been pretty cool as Christian and I have been on this entrepreneur journey. You know, initially the goals were to have our immediate needs met, you know, pay off our house, build the barn we needed, build the shop we needed. And then as those things have been crossed off the list, it's really cool to be able to think, how can we show up to serve those around us with the businesses and the skills we've created and the know-how we have. So that one is getting me really excited. It's the one I'm laying in bed thinking about right now. So more to come on that. Um, We're also looking at maybe some other potential fixer-upper house options in other towns or in this town, just to see what we can find. Right now, the market here is really high, like artificially high and houses that are not great are going for maximum dollars. So it's not a great time to necessarily get into the renovation market, but we're just seeing what's out there. And, you know, that's something with Christian's skill set coming from his construction background. That's something he loves. And over the years, people have asked, you know, what does Christian do in your business or how does he help you around the homestead? And he's never been and never will be a blogger or a photographer or someone who's going to be inside of the Prairie Homestead business, keeping it running, but he helps in a lot of other ways and does a lot of other things and building projects and renovations and creation in that realm is his wheelhouse. So just continuing to see how he can show up in his own skill set is something that we're continuing to consider. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Another thing that we have been working on behind the scenes is our grass-fed beef business. And again, it's kind of this theme of we started in the online world and now we're able to start moving out into, you know, other sorts of businesses, which is pretty cool. And it's tons of learning experiences because I'm not an expert in any of these areas, but I'm learning and we're figuring things out. And that's part of the fun. So you might recall back when I shared about Christian and I's very first date, we sat at a restaurant and talked about our dreams and we just met each other. So, you know, in, it was not like we had known that we had shared aspirations, but interestingly enough, we both had this goal of owning a ranch and owning cattle someday, which is pretty crazy for two kids who came from city backgrounds. Like it's really hard to get into the world of ranching because margins on cattle are pretty tight. So if you're trying to buy land and also raise cattle, it's just, it's rough. So we've always carried that goal, but it was, there were times when we were like, this just doesn't feel super possible. Well, it turns out it is possible and we don't have a big ranch yet, but we were able to find some ground to lease from a local neighbor rancher. So Christian has been building his little herd of cattle slowly over the last two or three years. And our goal has been to provide grass fed and grass finished beef direct to consumer and cut out the middlemen. There's nothing wrong with the traditional way of of raising cattle. That works great for a lot of people. But for us, 
with the way um, we want to do it. We want to be able to raise the cattle and maintain ownership of them all the way up to the day they're processed and then sell that beef direct to consumer. So we did our first round of grass-fed beef this past spring of 2020. And again, we were kind of running into this with no clue what we were doing. But interestingly enough, that was when COVID was hitting and the slaughterhouses were just weird and closed down and there was a shortage of beef in grocery stores. So our first batch of beef sold out really quickly. And our our plans have been to ship this beef across the country. That's our goal, what we're working towards. But we didn't get to do that this spring because it sold out so quickly just to people in our area. So we're trying again. We have our next batch of beef coming this month. We are building a pretty decent sized walk-in freezer in our old shop that's under construction as we speak. And our goal is to be able to have a supply of beef to ship out. Um, And so some of you may be interested in that. It's not quite ready to roll right now, but down the road we'll be offering shipping options of grass-fed, grass-finished, Wyoming-raised, family-owned beef. So that's Christian's baby. He's pretty pumped about that. And that's one of those business ideas where it's, yeah, a business for, for sure, but it also is just adding to our lifestyle that we love of having cattle, calving them out, the brandings, the cattle work. Like Christian absolutely loves that. And I like it too, something I enjoy. So it's a business, but it's also a lifestyle choice for us as well. And finally, last but not least, I'm still absolutely committed to the Prairie Homestead. That's where everything started for me. And it continues to be the backbone of our business structure and everything we do. It's crazy to me. uh, You know, I've been doing this a decade. I started the Prairie Homestead in October of 2010. That's 10 years. And I am just as excited now as I was when I started, actually probably more excited, which just is crazy to me to stick with something that long. Cause normally, you know, you would think you'd get tired of it or burned out, but it's grown with me. And it's also just the continued commitment. And I feel towards the blog and the YouTube channel and this podcast and helping you guys get to where you want to go through this vehicle of homesteading. I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Then that's not to say that I haven't had periods where that felt fuzzy or I wasn't sure or I questioned it. We all have that, even when we're working towards our purpose or our goals or our callings. Um, but I just have to say, like this spring, or sorry, this past spring, when COVID first hit and the grocery stores got weird and things were sold out and people couldn't find meat, and I don't know, I just had this very, almost a supernatural feeling of, like, this is the, the, the time in history that I have been preparing for, not even knowing it. Like, I am here for such a time as this. Because I've always had this weird call towards this old-fashioned life. Even as a little girl growing up in Idaho, in this this neighborhood, in this the you know neighborhood lot, I've always wanted this, and I always also wanted to share it with others. And it's so crazy when you look at all the pieces of your life, and this applies to all of us. A lot of times, all the events and sometimes traumas we go through, or struggles, or things we learn, they all seem unrelated. But I love those moments when we can step back and see they all were driving us toward a common theme or a singular purpose. And I feel like that is absolutely where I am at. And 2020 was crucial to help me see the importance of what I have been teaching. And it really helped to 
just pump me up, I think more than ever before, because there have been points in this 10 years of teaching people how to can and, and grow chickens and, you know, uh, make compost piles that sometimes you have those days where you're like, why am I doing this? Like <laughs> we're living, I'm living in this crazy world of technology and people are excited about the latest iPhone and all these advancements and having a smart home and Alexa's and what am I doing having a business where I'm teaching people how to can tomatoes or keep chickens in their backyard? Like, does anyone really care? And of course I know people care because you guys tell me you care and you guys are listening and you're sharing what you're doing. And that's so encouraging to me, but just seeing the events of the last year has just underscored to me that these skills are more important than ever. And I don't care how many pieces of technology we have or how many Alexas we have in our house or how many smartphone models are out there. These skills and their importance will never completely go away because they're really the backbone of being human, knowing how to grow food and knowing how to, to prepare food and knowing how to be self-sufficient. So all that to say, in a very rambly way, I am more committed than ever to this homestead community and helping you guys experience the joys and the satisfaction of becoming more self-reliant. So I'm here for it. I'm not going anywhere. Um, and I'm super pumped for the future on that. Another thing that I'm thinking about a lot as I flesh out the future of the Prairie Homestead and how I'm here to serve the homestead community um, we had an interesting interaction over on Instagram a couple of months ago. I had shared my Homesteaders Manifesto. It's something I actually had written in early 2020, and I decided to reshare it. Now, the first time I shared it earlier in the year, it had great response. People were super excited about it and were sharing and saying, yes, this is me, this is me. And when I shared it again, I, I got that same response, overwhelmingly positive. But I also had a surprising number of people who said it was very uh, judgmental to post that and it was very exclusive and it was offensive. And first off, when I, when I tell you this, I don't need you to, I'm not asking you to feel sorry for me because when you have a business and when you put yourself out there on social media, you're going to have people who disagree with you and you're going to have negativity and that's okay. I don't need to have everyone agree with me all the time. We're all allowed to have opinions and that's totally cool. Um, but I did want to bring this up in this episode because I think it's so applicable, not only in this, me sharing my vision for the future, but also in just underscoring the, the importance of knowing where you're headed. So let me read this to you. You probably have seen it. You probably have heard it, but I'm going to just read it one more time in case you missed it. This is the manifesto that I posted. Here's to us, the ones disenchanted with the blandness of conformity, the ones who swim upstream while the societal herd rides the river of least resistance, the ones who favor homegrown and handmade over cheap and mass produced, the ones who embrace sweaty summer days and frigid winter nights instead of chasing constant comfort, the ones who grow, shepherd, nurture, produce, need, and craft rather than consume. The ones who are old-fashioned on purpose and choose to truly live, not merely exist. So some of these folks who didn't agree with the statement, and honestly, it kind of, it, it took me back initially that they didn't, that they found fault with it. Just because I, I thought when I wrote it, I, I was trying to be pretty darn inclusive. <laughs> because if you've followed me for any amount of time, you know that I am a, huge cheerleader for anyone who's making steps in the right direction. I don't care where you live in an apartment or a backyard or 
how little you can do or how much you can do. To me, it's all about the mindset shift of becoming a producer versus only a consumer. Like that is everything. It doesn't matter anything else about where you live or, or what your homestead looks like or what size it is. But I had a couple people suggest that I take parts out of that statement. Um, and I thought about that because I, I take, you know, constructive criticism usually to heart or I'll sit with it a while and see if it resonates with what I believe and what I stand for. And Here's the deal, guys. I stand by that statement. And I shared this on Instagram after I got the, the negative feedback. I stand by that statement. And here's why. Because there are different types of people in this world. Not everyone's a homesteader. And not everyone's going to be a homesteader. And by homesteader, I just am referring to someone. Maybe that's not even the right term. I'm just talking about the people. And you, you guys know who this is because it's very likely you who is listening to this right now. The people who desire to create, the people who desire to expand and to grow, that can look so different for everyone. And it's not about where you live or how many chickens you have, or if you have a cow or not, it has nothing to do with that, but it has everything to do with how you choose to live your life. And I am here for people like you, for the people who are go-getters, for the people who are ambitious, for the people who are working to make changes and to better themselves. That's who I'm for. And it requires a certain amount of grit to do that. It's not easy. Society will try to pull you down and, and people will tell you, sometimes friends and family will tell you to chill out, sit down and shut up. Quit making a splash. Quit doing weird things. Just be like everyone else. And I wrote this manifesto because I want you to know if that's you, you are not alone. You are in good company. And I am here for you. And there's a whole lot of other people who are doing big things just like you are doing in your own life. And that's why I wrote this. And if we take out the things that some people found a little, I guess, offensive for lack of a better word, we lose the meaning and we lose the celebration of this special pioneer spirit. So not everything is for everybody. And, you know, there's people out there who would rather live their life in a different way. And that's cool. Um, there's people who would think that having chickens or living on a homestead or <laughs> making their own bread would be a fate worse than death. And they would rather, you know, just go to the grocery store a hundred percent of the time and do everything, um, that is supplied by other people. That's cool. No judgment. If that's you, I kind of doubt it's you because probably folks like that would probably find this podcast extremely annoying. So you're, they probably wouldn't listen, but if that's you, it's cool. No judgment. I don't hate you. And I will even defend your right to make those choices. But more than likely, my content won't resonate with that type of person. And that's okay. So there you have it. Uh, I stand by my manifesto and I will continue to be here for those of you who are pushing and making things happen and doing crazy things. I'm here for you, friends. I'm rooting for you. So there you go. That's where I'm headed. It's truly at this point, and really ever, it's not about money or achieving a certain status symbol or a level of success. For Christian and I, it's about growth and creation. And I continue to ask myself, this is the magic question, what am I capable of? What am I really capable of? Because there's a, a, a level or a layer that I think I'm capable of, but I've 
proven to myself in the past that I can bust through that glass ceiling in a lot of different ways. And so that is what drives me. And that's what continues to push me forward. So thank you for being here <laughs> in all areas, in the podcast, in on YouTube, over on Instagram. Um, you guys are truly the inspiration for why I create what I create, hearing your stories of how you are overcoming limiting beliefs and having revelations around expanding your mindset and building your homesteads and eating better food and just pushing out of the societal norms that it's so easy to feel like that's all there is, but it's not true. There's so much more. And I'm so proud of you guys. Like you inspire me and, um, yeah, you're not alone. There's a whole tribe of us that continues to grow and it's only going to continue to get bigger. I think the crazier this world gets, the stronger the homesteading community will become. So my takeaway for you in this episode and this whole season in general is that homesteading in whatever way, shape, or form that manifests for you might just be the thing that launches you further than you ever thought. That's what it did for me. And it's been a wild ride. There's a quote, um, I think it was someone named Yvonne Schoenard. I'm probably completely butchering his name. Uh, but he says the simpler life is not a step backwards. That is so true. So true. You know, people laugh about um, chickens in the backyard, or they'll make fun of you sometimes in a, in a good natured way about making your own bread or trying to become Laura Ingalls Wilder. And I think we all know that the simple life that we're striving for is actually propelling us forward in a very positive way. And that's why I believe in this lifestyle more than anything. So thanks for being here, friends. I really appreciate you. So I've been thinking long and hard about our topic for our next season when we get back from our break. And I had a, a particular idea in mind and I actually decided to do a little bit of a pivot. So we're still going to cover that topic in the future. But for our upcoming season, we are going to take a deep dive into the garden. And I actually had this revelation this morning. It was still dark outside. I was laying in bed and I was thinking, you know, like I don't think about gardening until generally March. I don't start seedlings till March. I don't even think about it. Gardening doesn't exist for me, really. However, not all of you live in the frozen Arctic tundra of Wyoming like I do. And some of you live in reasonable climates where you might actually be breaking ground now or you're getting ready to start your seeds. So we are going to take a deep dive into the garden. We've talked about that on the podcast before, but we're going to take it to a whole new level. And I'm going to take you step by step by the hand into everything you need to know to save money as you start your own seeds, how to convert any area that you might have. You know, we're going to work with what we have into this bountiful garden. We'll talk about greenhouses and raised beds and sprinkler systems and all the tricks and tips I have learned over the years throughout my own gardening journey. You know, it was kind of funny. I was looking through some very old photos to add to my YouTube video this week. And I found a picture of like my, one of my first gardens. It was so small and so sad and so weedy. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like I'm still a really bad gardener, but honestly, I've come a long way. And, and it's really 
not something that has to be a talent that you're born with. It's just about consistently putting in the effort and learning the few tricks and hacks and methods that help your plants to thrive. So we're going to be sharing all of that and more. It's going to be awesome. So stay tuned. If all goes as I have planned, we should be back on the 25th of January with that season. So stay tuned. And in the meantime, if you want to keep up with me on Instagram, you can do so at the Prairie Homestead. I post quite a bit over there. I'll still be posting my YouTube videos um, and sending out my newsletter. So if you're not doing the social media thing right now, you can join me via the email community over at theprairiehomestead.com slash grow. I only email once a week, so I'm not going to flood your inbox and I'll send you a bunch of free stuff too. So that is it, my friends. Thank you for all your support this season. And I can't wait to hang out some more as we talk about gardening going into 2021. Take care and we'll talk soon.